like nothing is like it's just not that deep like i kind of live by that like it's just not that deep truly so trying to bet yeah Hello, happy Wednesday. Hello, happy Wednesday. Welcome back to another episode of Just One. Welcome back. Today we are drinking poppies. I have an orange. Oh, I have raspberry rose. And we have a guest today. Are you also drinking a little drink? I am. Yeah, I'm just drinking an Izzy. I don't I usually have poppies like on hand on deck, but I just had an Izzy today. So that's what I'm drinking love today. We love flavor. it. What flavor are you drinking? Oh, what flavor? It's um sparkling apple. Delish. Awesome. Well, cheers. 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 Lovely. We love prebiotic sodas. Those are so good. I'm a fan of this one. Let me try. This tastes like um, emergency. A little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's the vibe I was getting. Oh, I like it, though. It makes me feel healthy when I have those. Same. Okay, well, welcome back, guys. We are joined in the studio today by one of my friends. Her name is Ellie. Super interesting. I'm so excited for my to get to know her a little bit, for you guys to get to know her a little bit. I'm going to shift over to her to give a brief background, and then we're going to dive in. Ellie? Yeah. Hi, guys. I'm Ellie. Um, yeah, Shelby and I have known each other. We actually grew up in the same town, and then we both went to college in Alabama. She went to Alabama. I went to Auburn. So we got close when we were both, you know, 2,000 miles away from home. Um, I've moved back to California. I have a two-year-old. I'm a single mom. I'm a business owner. So yeah, I, I lead a pretty interesting life these days. <laughs> Sounds like it. Oh, I'm so excited to hear more. All right, let's start from the very beginning. So obviously, um, we're from California, went to Alabama, went to Auburn. So tell us about your time in Auburn and how that kind of you shifted from then now to where you are. Yeah, I was actually just talking about Auburn the other day because I am just such a different person now than I was when I was in Auburn. Like I was, you know, crazy party girl. I didn't go to class. I dropped out halfway through my senior year. So I didn't even graduate from Auburn. Um, but yeah, it's definitely like a 180 to where I am now. But I mean, I had the time of my life in college. Like I wouldn't trade it for the world. It shaped me into who I am today. Um, but yeah, the South is obviously very different than California. Um, it's, but it was a great place for college. I mean, I absolutely loved it. The big football games, you know, being in a sorority, like I did it all. I did the South. Um, I stayed there for an extra year after I dropped out and worked and was just trying to, you know, figure out what I wanted to do with my life. Cause I was kind of lost. And honestly, I'll probably give that to the fact that I was drinking four to five nights a week. So absolutely been there, done that. Okay. Yeah. You did mention you dropped out. Can you talk a little more about that? Yeah. So I, like I said, I just wasn't going to class. Like I was the type of student that would never go to class and I would just show up finals week and like hope I did well. And I just kind of like went through college that way. Like it was fine. I was always doing okay, but I was never like excelling in school. And for me, that was just hard because like, it's not like I'm a perfectionist, I would say, but I just like to be good at whatever I'm doing. And I just had no drive. I had like, I just, school just wasn't it at the time. Like if I did it now, it would be completely different. 
But when I dropped out halfway through my senior year, I just told my parents, I was just like, I I just can't do it anymore. Like, I'm not going to class. I'm wasting your money. I'm wasting my time. Like, I've just got to figure out something else. Um, So when I dropped out, I actually got into marketing for a real estate company. And then I got my real estate license in Alabama and started selling real estate in Alabama. Um, Then I decided I wanted to go back to school. So I was going to the Interior Design Institute in Newport. And then I found out that I was pregnant with my son about a few weeks into starting school in 2020. So did you end up finishing or staying in school once you found out you were pregnant or that that timing was just not going to work out? No. So when I moved back to San Diego or moved to San Diego, I'm originally from Northern California, um, I started working at this design and build firm and he was like, I'll teach you everything, you know, like you should just not go to school. Like I'll teach it all. Anyway, that's the only job I've been fired from. Um, but I just couldn't do full time. I mean, I was working full time from like seven to five or like seven to six. And then like, I was trying to do school on top of that and be pregnant. And it's the first trimester is just absolutely exhausting. So I was like, yeah, it's just not going to happen. So yeah, I, Dropped out of that school too. (laughs) (laughs) The school's just not my thing. I've learned that. I've learned that over the years. You know what? We had just did an episode literally last week about timelines and phases and how everything just kind of works out how it should and that everyone's paths are different and there is no right way to do life. So school's definitely not for everyone. I would arguably say it's not for me. (laughs) (laughs) But I agree. It's definitely not for everyone. And people that's not for, I feel like every instance of that I know, they find out like, pretty early mm-hmm. on and then make it really work for them. Exactly. So that sounds exactly like what you did. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, yeah, school just wasn't it. And I'm, I'm a better employee, I would say, than like I was a student. Absolutely. Or business owner now. But yeah. Yeah. Okay. So backtracking just a little bit to that. So you found out you were pregnant, but you're a single mom. So let's talk about that timeline. Okay. So yeah. So Shelby, Shelby definitely witnessed, you know, my college tumultuous relationship with my college boyfriend. Um, I mean, we were young, we were dumb, you know, we were in love back then, but, uh, I actually got pregnant the week before I moved back to California. So I'm like, I think it was fate, you know, it wasn't fate for us, but it was fate for cash to be born. That's what I think. Um, We got back together when I was pregnant and we were doing long distance from Alabama to California and he was going to move out to California. He ended up moving out to California about halfway through my pregnancy, but my pregnancy just was not great. It was not a great time in my life. I was definitely depressed and I'd never been depressed in my life. Um, but it was just a really just downtime. It, you know, the pregnancy was hard. It wasn't about me. So, or my son. Um, but we stayed together for about a year and then we broke up, um, when my son was about six months old. Um, so yeah, it's been co-parenting now for about a year and a half and we have like finally started to get along in the past about six months. So we're making some moves. We're, you know, we're moving along. <laughs> yeah, we're making progress. Mm-hmm. So we definitely want to talk about cash, but we also, we always circle back to relationships. Mm-hmm. So let's talk a little bit about 
the college aspect of the relationship? What made you kind of like decide to get back together? And then ultimately the final breakup. And then also kind of a little bit about co-parenting. I would love to hear a little about that as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. So in college, like I, like I said, I was a crazy partier and so was he. I mean, we were going out together every single night. Like, like we were locals at every bar in Auburn. I don't think I spent over $5 on a tab for like four years straight. Like it was just, yeah, like it was bad. I was always at the bar. Like people were like, oh, you work here? And I'm like, I don't work there. Like, I just live here. I'm sorry. I just live at the bar. Um, I but um, yeah, so we started dating when I was a junior in college. So he was a senior, I think. Yeah. So it was junior year. And um, I already knew that he had kind of a reputation. And I definitely had a little bit of a reputation too. So, <laughs> but we were just, you know, we were fire and ice. Like it was just never great. Like, I mean, when it was good, it was really good. When it was bad, it was really bad. And like the mix with the alcohol and the drugs and the partying and, you know, other girls, other guys, it's a small town. Like it was just like the classic college toxic relationship. Like nothing went right ever. Um, we did a, you know, we like did a lot of fun things. Like we would travel together a lot. Um, we did like so many cool things together. There was a lot of great times in our relationship. Like he was my best friend at the time. And I think that's why it was like so hard for me to leave. And I tell everyone now actually that like the hardest part for me personally was like, I didn't want to see him with anyone else. That was like the hardest part of like getting out of the relationship for sure. Was like, not that like, Oh, I need to be in this relationship with him. I just was like, well, it's a competition. Like I want to win. So I just had to be in the relationship with him. Yeah. That's <laughs> about that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're not alone there. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Thankfully, I feel like at some point we do age out of that. Mind. Yeah. But when you're going through it, it's hard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just so like, it's like tunnel vision, you know, like there's just nothing else in the, like in the world that matters. Like it definitely put a strain on my friendships. Like it, my friends were watching, you know, this go down and they were like, like, I was just talking to one of my best friends, Josie. And she was like, we literally, like, I thought you guys were going to have to get married, like for it to end, like to get married, to like get divorced for like it to finally be over. So, I mean, and that's how, like, everyone kind of saw it. I mean, that's how I even kind of saw it. Like, I was like, oh, like, we'll just get married. But, like, I guess, you know, like, I just didn't know. Like, I was like, I don't know if this is, like, the right relationship I want to be in. But this is just, like, where my, like, life was leading at that point. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So then you did end up getting back together right before you got pregnant. Well, so we were broken up when I got pregnant. Oh, Oh yeah. So we had been, <laughs> yeah, we had been broken up for like over a year, like maybe like a year and a half. We, or yeah, it was about a year and yeah, it was about a year. And we both dated other people like in the middle of us being broken up. And then I was like staying with him. He was living in Birmingham at the time. So I like went and stayed with him after I moved out of my apartment stayed with him for a week. I mean, we would like go back and forth and see each other. And then I, yeah, that was just the week it happened. And then I moved to California and I was like, there's just literally like no possible way that like that could have happened. I mean, 
you know, we all know why it happened. <laughs> we all know how it happened, but like, yeah, it was just crazy, like how it went down. Yeah. So, how is co-parenting now? Like, how do you guys um, together? What have you learned that like works best for you guys? Yeah. So, I think with co-parenting, I've just learned like it. I, I mean, I've been I was in therapy for years. And my therapist finally graduated me because I would just go in there and like vent about like stupid stuff. But yes, I, I know. I was like, I thought I was never going to graduate from therapy after all of this. Um, but yeah, co-parenting now, like it's pretty easy for us. We get along really well as two people, like just two individuals, but we just like cannot be in a relationship together. And when we broke up, that's what like I made like that, like it's so important to me growing up in a home where my parents got divorced when I was in college and I saw like what their relationship did to us as a family because they wanted that nuclear family. And that's just not how it has to be these days. And for me, I was like, it's so important for us to both be happy. And if, if that's in two separate homes, like that's just how it should be. Like I want cash to see us happy and getting along. And, you know, we hang out (laughs) maybe like three times a year, if that, but like, yeah, like we went and got, um, dinner and ice cream for father's day because I just was like, you know, like I want cash to see us getting along. Like that's important to me. So we can do stuff like that. We don't hang out like often at all, but stuff like that is important to me. So yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so admirable that you're able to put all of the things from the past behind you and just really focus on the well being of your son. Now that he is, your number one priority. Yeah. Yeah. It is crazy. I thought I was like never going to be able to like move past kind of like the stuff that he had done and stuff. And like, I definitely, you know, I haven't forgotten about it, but I've been able to move past it and look at him as my son's dad versus just my ex-boyfriend. That is awesome. Yeah. It's a really Mm -hmm. good take. Yeah. (laughs) So how has dating been now as a single mom and in like a newer city? Well, I don't want to get in trouble. So maybe I'll talk about the past, not the present. But um, (laughs) that's fair. But um, yeah, no, San Diego, I always kind of say I'm like, I don't know if my husband's in San Diego. Like the guys here, you guys know like Peter Pan syndrome. You heard that? Okay. Why do I not know that? Okay. It's like when when a well, man like won't grow up, like they're oh. just yeah. So I always say like guys here have Peter Pan syndrome. Like <laughs> if like a guy is like, oh, I'm from Pacific Beach, I'm like, I I'm not talking to you. Like I literally cannot <laughs> talk to you if you live in Pacific Beach. Um, That's funny. And they're like late twenties. They're still partying all the time. Like they're like, oh, I've got till I'm like thirty five. I'm like, well, I already got one kid. Like the clock's a ticking for the second, so I ain't got time to waste. But no, I really like, I would say for like the first year that I was single, um, I definitely was like more open to just kind of like dating more casually because I just wasn't sure what I wanted. Like I wasn't sure if I wanted, you know, to try to settle down or like look for a relationship so quickly. I was obviously still healing from everything. Um, and honestly talking to new people just gives me really bad anxiety. Like I don't like it. And so at the beginning of this year from like basically like January until like recently, I just took like a complete break from like men. Like I literally had a zero roster. I was like, I don't want to talk to anyone. I enjoy my peace. Like I just was like, oh, see Poppy in the back. But, um, yes. <laughs> yeah, my plug. Um, 
but yeah, I just took like a little bit of a hiatus from men, but I'm, but I'm back in the game now, baby. Um, but yeah, it's just, what do you use dating apps? So I go back and forth. Um, hinge is always a miss. I can't do hinge. I don't talk to guys off hinge. Sometimes I just use it for male, male validation. Let's be honest, you know, um, Instagram followers here and there. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds so bad to admit, but like, come on, let's be real. I'm not going on dates with guys from Hinge. Um, I've done it literally. <laughs> I have Raya, but and like the men on Raya are definitely a better selection of men. They all mostly have careers and are like have all their teeth and stuff. Um, <laughs> but. I've no, I haven't been on a date from Raya. I don't know. It's just hard for me to connect with guys on dating apps. It's just very surface level. I also think all men are practically ugly in pictures. So it's just hard for me to find men on dating apps. So yeah. usually like it's so weird, but like guys will find me on like TikTok or Instagram. And then, you know, if they follow me and I think they're cute, like I'll follow them back and then they can shoot their shoot their shot and go from there. I love that. Yeah. So you, that works for you because you developed a little bit of a following on TikTok. Yes. How did that start and what made you want to kind of like put it all out there? Get into TikTok? I don't know. I just like, I, I just say like dumb shit. And so I was like, well, might as well see, you know, if it hits on TikTok. Cause like, I always think about this. I'm like, I was not funny enough to just be saying things on Twitter for it to go viral. I'm not hot enough on Instagram for it to go viral, but I am like hot and funny enough combined where on TikTok it works. So that's what I'm always like. I'm like, that's like the recipe for like success on TikTok. That's so true. It is. That's really funny. Yeah. (laughs) And it's worked. Like I, of course, like I know you personally, so I usually know what you're talking about, but even the things that are like random one-offs, they're hilarious. Thank you. Yeah. I know. I've kind of taken a a break from TikTok recently because I've just been so busy, but I'm like, I really, like I enjoy making the videos. Like it's fun and it's fun to see, you know, like when they blow up and like the comments and stuff. I mean, for the most part, the comments are like not terrible, but sometimes they get like really crazy and I have to just like turn off the video because they're crazy. I believe it. Like what? Yeah. Like Like what? Oh God. I mean, I've been called like every name in the book. I know like one of the first, like there is one, I'm sure you've seen it, like Barstool picked it up and stuff. And I was um, going to this like indie country festival last year. And I was like yelling in the car and I said, God, what did I say? Oh, that Uber is for like, so you don't drink and drive. Like that's all, all that Uber is for. Let's be real. That is all that Uber is for. Like, yeah. I mean, you can use it to get to the airport and whatnot, but that is like the main reason for Uber. And, um, anyway, people were just like, she's never worked a day in her life. Like she, like this white, like it was just, it was just crazy stuff that I was like, why are you just like assuming these like crazy things about me? that and you've never met me like people are just so um just I don't know like insensitive on TikTok they just have no idea what's going on in people's lives and I just work to bring anyone down on that platform it's just crazy yeah Yeah. like they'll hide behind a screen and just say whatever they want 
But I do. I'll sometimes, this is crazy of me, but if guys comment something crazy and like they're dating, like I will literally go stalk them, find them. If they have like a wife or a girlfriend, I will like send them screenshots of them calling me like a cunt. I yeah. love that. Absolutely, <laughs> you do. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, I literally am like, is this your fiance? Is this your husband? Oh, they're like, yeah. I'm like, okay, well, he's mean. So you should leave. <laughs> he's a jerk. I will Get do out. That. Yeah, I will oh, do that. I love that. And why are they wasting their time doing that? I don't know. I would never have commented something mean on TikTok. I'm like, it just doesn't make any sense to me to do that to someone. No. Like to bully someone online. That's just so weird. It's so ridiculous. You've got to have a ton of issues of your own. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's, you know, stems from insecurity for mm-hmm. sure. Absolutely. So you like social media, you like using that. And so I assume that that's what led you to starting your own business. Can you tell us about that a little bit? Yes. So going from marketing and then real estate and then design, um, I went into digital marketing. Actually, um, the owner of this agency reached out to me and she asked if I wanted a job. That's kind of like I, even though I dropped out of college, like I just have kind of a lucky life. Like I just have a lucky life. Um, so that, that job just kind of landed in my lap and I really learned the ropes, um, from that digital marketing company. And that just led me to starting my own business. Um, I've never really been one to, um, take orders. So I think that's, you know, circling back to school and everything that was hard for me. Um, but I am a really good employee and, you know, I like, enjoy working for myself now. Um, it's definitely like, it's not as much of a learning curve cause I knew how to do everything. It's just keeping on top of the fact that I'm sales, I'm marketing, I'm HR, I'm logistics, like, I, like not, but like I'm everything, you know, like I'm just everything in my business right now. I don't have anyone working for me. So staying on top of that just gets busy sometimes. What exactly is your company? Like, what do you do? Yeah, so it's uh, EG Social Media Management. So it's a social media management agency. You know, everything from TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, you name it. All the social medias. Um, I do all the content, the graphic design, uh, community management, engagement, all of it, all the social media stuff. That's awesome. And do you enjoy doing that for other people like as much as you like doing kind of like running your own shit? Um, I do. Um, I like it gets kind of boring sometimes. Like if it's not if I'm not making the content, if I just like am receiving the content, it just gets a little boring. It's a little repetitive. Um, You know, it's just like posting and captions and like liking and comments. So I definitely got like Bored. I get bored with it, but like now that there's some new clients coming in and I have some new opportunity for creativity, um, it's a little better, but I enjoy it. It's just hard because it doesn't challenge me mentally a lot. So I have that problem with it, but you know, pays the bills. So, and I don't have to work for anyone else. So <laughs> I'm sticking with it for now. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So you're managing your own company, you're a single mom, you're still trying to have a social life. Yeah. How do you how do you juggle it all? And like what advice would you give to people who are just kind of like, my personal life is lacking because I'm so busy at work or I'm really focusing on my relationships, but that means that my friends are taking a hit. You know, what's your tactic? Well, so 
I have my son every other weekend, um, which is really helpful. And then his dad also has him on Wednesday nights, but I really try hard to keep my work from nine to five. Like sometimes I'll work outside of work, but my clients know, like I'm only in contact with them, like Monday through Friday, nine to five, like it ends there. I do not reply to emails after that. They can still email me. I just will not reply to them. Also social media, it's not life or death. Like most jobs, like it's not life or death. I guess that's like my whole thing. I don't, I don't live to work. Like I work to live. I pay my bills and that is why I work, but it is, it's definitely like a balance. Like I've had to learn the balance and not overdo it because when I do, like I get sick and then I'm out for work for a day and then I have to switch a day with my son's dad or like my mom has to help. So it definitely like, gets a lot sometimes, but I guess at the same time, like I don't really feel overwhelmed. And I think that's because I'm single because I just have me and my son to care about. Like, it's nice that way. And I told, I told someone this the other day, but I was like, I think like being a single parent is easier than being, but I was like, that's a crazy take. No, but I love it. We love to have hot takes on here. Yeah. I mean, I just, for me, like, I like the way that I do things. I don't have to, you know, order someone else around. Like his dad and I have a like very open communication with our son. So, um, you know, I'll chime in here and there. If like, you know, my son's chasing me with like a golf club and like hitting me with a golf club, I'm like, maybe we should like be a little more cautious about what he's chasing us with and hitting us with. But like, other than that, it's fine. But Um, yeah, I don't know. I just, I've learned a lot of patience with my son. Um, he, like I always say, he brought me back down to earth. I would not be the same way I am now without him. So I don't know. I'm just a very patient person now and nothing really like, like I always know I'm like, oh, if I don't get it done today, it'll get done tomorrow. If I can't hang out with my friends today, I can hang out with them tomorrow. Like nothing is like, it's just not that deep. Like I kind of live by that. Like it's just not that deep truly. So, you know, definitely find the balance, but work within your hours, hang out with your friends when you can. And other than that, just, you know, chill for a little bit. Yeah. (laughs) Just enjoy life. Yeah. Yeah, Just enjoy life. Like it doesn't always have to be like a race, you know, like there's always time to do something else the next week or the next weekend or anything. You don't have to say yes to everything, even though I am kind of a yes man, but I've had to tone it back a little bit. Mm -hmm. I like that. That's really good. Yeah. We need to take notes. We do. (laughs) (laughs) So with work, circling back to that real quick, social media, do you have any tips and tricks that you could share with other people just in general that wouldn't out your work completely, but just, um, do you mean just like for TikTok or for like getting into a social media management agency or what do you mean? I think both like, so on like a personal level, if people just love putting their selves out on the internet, what, like, how would you advise them to do that successfully on like a very high level? And then two, if people want to, make that hobby into a career and like work for an agency, how would you go about that? Yeah, I would say with like getting into an agency, networking is everything. Um, It's truly like going through life. It's who you know. 
um, how personable you are and confidence. You know, that's what I think with all, with every job I've gotten, like, I literally say, like, I don't interview for jobs because I like would get them all like, and I'm just confident. You don't even have to like have that great of a resume, just go in there and like talk like you, like, you know what you're doing. Um, with, so I guess that that's how, you know, getting into a social media agency, it's not as hard as, um, you know, going into accounting or anything else like that. Um, you just have to have a little bit of experience, kind of a creative eye and just be a hard worker. Um, it's all about time management too with social media. Absolutely. Just getting things scheduled on time. That's like the hardest part. Um, but with social media, like TikTok, where I'm doing it myself and I'm putting myself out there. Um, I, you know, I take breaks sometimes just because I have like a creative lull. Like sometimes I'm just like, I, I just can't think of anything or I'm too busy or maybe I'm not wearing makeup for a week straight, but like, um, I don't know. I just think being yourself, um, you do have to post. I always say this to my friends, like you have to post high quality content. Like you can't post your grainy iPhone nine content on TikTok. It's going to go nowhere. Um, but using trending audios, uh, editing in apps, um, the apps will push it out more. Um, just like little stuff like that. But I don't know. I just, I usually just do like trending audios and like something stupid that no one's said before. And that works for me. Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> that does make sense. Yeah. yeah. Be yeah. yourself, be original, be unique. Yeah, be original. I hate when I see the same TikTok over and over and over. I'm like, okay, I've already seen this five times. Mm-hmm. And like, I see people copy my TikToks. Like when my TikToks will blow up, then other people start copying it. I'm like, you couldn't even like really change the words, like stuff like that. Like, I'm just like, that's just mm-hmm. annoying and weird. Yeah. What do they say? Imitation is a form of flattery. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. That <laughs> hardcore for you. Okay, so with all of this that you have going on in your life, you recently decided to stop drinking. I did. It's a big lifestyle change from college. Yes. Um, you know, one, like why you decided to do that. And then two, do you like it? How it's affected you? You know, anything about that? So, um, yeah, obviously party girl in college and I still was partying, you know, for the past year, it was like, I would go out like twice a month. So it wasn't like anything crazy, but I was still going pretty hard when I'd go out and I just was trying, like, I was trying to find the happy medium and I went sober for like two months at the end of last year. And then I went back to drinking and I just was like, I hate it. The hangovers are awful. I only have two weekends a month that are free. Why am I wasting my weekend hungover? Like the anxiety that came with it. I mean, I'm a terrible drunk texter. I can't even begin to explain the drunk text that I have sent. I think, well, like, so everyone asked me like, oh, is there, you know, something that happened the last night that I drank? And there was, and the uh, backtrack to when I got pregnant, I, you know, I said that I did drugs in college and not like heavy, but like, you know, we dabbled when we go out and stuff. But I always said that, like, I would never do drugs like that again as a mom, because I'm putting myself in harm's way and risk of my child losing his mom. Mm-hmm. And I never really thought about drinking that way. But I um, was at a club like four months ago with my friends and I got you know, absolutely blacked out. And, um, I 
took a random car home, like wasn't even an Uber and Venmoed him 180 bucks to take me home. And then he tried to break into my house after he dropped me off. Yeah. So that was the last night. I had to file a police report and everything. I had the ring camera footage of it. Um, it was really scary though. He like put his hand under his shirt and opened my front door. Luckily my friends got home like literally 30 seconds before I did. So it was scary for sure. And that was it for me. I was like, okay, I never have to drink again. Wow. Yeah. So, so scary. That's that was so just like, yeah. So it was just for me, but like, I've never had really an addictive personality it was just the lifestyle that I lived for so long and I was so used to it. And I just didn't like think that it really had to change much. And after that night I was like, okay, like I I can't be doing this. Like that's crazy of me. And I posted about it on TikTok and I definitely got a lot of backlash. And when people saw that I was a mom, I'm like, people make mistakes. One, two. Also people were like, I would never get in a car no matter how drunk I am. I'm like, all right, well, you obviously don't drink like that because you don't know what you're doing when you're that fucked up, you know? So that was it for me. I just was like, I'm done. That was four months ago. And I just didn't turn back. Haven't had a drink since. Good for you. Yeah. And so assuming like your friends and stuff still drink. So like how has that affected your like social aspect? Yeah. All of my friends still drink. Um, I still go out. I am a California sober, as we call it here. Um, But yeah, so they all still drink. We still have a good time out. Um, But now, like, I don't like to go to bars where we're all just standing around. I'm like, why am I at a bar at 1130 at night, dead sober? Like, I'm not even like, this is the most boring thing I've ever done in my life. I'll go to bars or like clubs where there's dancing, where it's fun. Like, that's fun for me. Like, I like to go see shows and stuff. Like, I don't mind that I'm not or that I'm sober. Like, it doesn't bother me at all. And I've always been like, I'm extroverted. So like, but not like super extroverted, but just in the way that like I can be social. I've always known that I can be social, but it used to be like, I used to be like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to, um, start talking to people after like two drinks or whatever, like when I get warmed up or, you know, if you're really tired, like that's something I've had to just move past where I'm like, all right, if I'm going to go out, might be tired, can't have a drink, but like, it just doesn't like, I don't even think about it. Like, I just don't even think about alcohol anymore. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll get a diet Coke at the bar. Like, I don't care. Yeah. So, but yeah, it really hasn't affected my life. Like switching to being sober at all, like literally not at all. Mm-hmm. I feel like so many people say that I feel like it's I have like some family members and stuff that have gone sober and it's like you think it's gonna be like some dramatic lifestyle change but it's like if you enjoy going out dancing having fun it's like you're mm-hmm. gonna continue to do that just sober yeah exactly you still do and yeah I, I alcohol just didn't benefit me in quite literally any way and that like recognizing that was big for me I mean, I was definitely used to a life of chaos, I would say. And I'd get really bored, like when I don't have anything chaotic going on, which is, you know, something therapy helps with. But I would just be boring. And then I'd be like, okay, well, you know, I'm just going to go do something crazy. And (laughs) 
<laughs> then it would be fun again. But like now I'm just like at the point where I'm like, I just don't need the chaos in my life. I like the peace. Like, I just don't want that anymore. And I'm just so much happier now, honestly. You know, it's so crazy that you say that. I was going to tell you about this today, but I waited because I felt like it was going to come up. I was reading about something. Whenever I say reading, I'm like, did I see a TikTok? But I wasn't actually reading it. (laughs) And it's like um, anticipatory dopamine. And that's like what happens in your brain when you're like anticipating Mm -hmm. like a crazy event. So it's like you're bored and you're like, "Hmm, let me go stir the pot and create some chaos. Like that creates that anticipatory dopamine. So you enjoy that ride up. And then yep. you hit Looney Town and then you're fucked. Yep. But like the the way no, that's, up is so fun. That. Completely accurate. Like I always was like, oh, looking forward to the weekend to go out, get drunk, probably do something crazy. But like it would be hilarious until it's like not. But yeah, like, right. you know, but like the thought of like, oh, like, like anything. But like it's just, yeah. And you just get stuck on like the highs and the lows. And when you hit that low, you want the high again. So it's just, you know, it was a roller coaster and I just couldn't do it anymore. Absolutely. We definitely understand that. Yeah. I feel like I just think of like five people immediately. I'm like, they have that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Help. Anyways. Okay. Ready to wrap up? Yeah. We appreciate you so much. But as always, we have to do our ending segment. So we're going to ask you a bestie questie. So I'm going to have Micah pull from this little stack okay. that we have. Um, <laughs> Sometimes sorry. they're surface level because, like, they're, you're supposed to be getting to know people. Okay. This is fun. If you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? Oh, easy. Reading people's minds. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think I would be invisible though. So then I could just go and just listen and hear the mind, you know? I don't know. I just like, (laughs) I literally, I was just talking to this guy the other day and I was like, I just can't tell if like you're a fuck boy or if you're a lover boy. And of course he's like, I'm not like the rest. And I'm like, what's going on in that brain of yours right now? What's going on? But like stuff like that, I'm like, I have to read someone's mind. The fact yeah. that I can't like annoys me. I love that. Mm-hmm. That would be a great skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have just, anything different? You would just listen in on everybody. Yeah. yeah I always say <laughs> that. I would love to be on a fly on a, like a fly on a wall in so many rooms, so many places. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, would love to know what was going on in there. Yeah. Definitely. So we all just want to be fucking nosy as well. Yeah. yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> that would be more. my superpower, being extra nosy. I'm already nosy. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. I love it. Okay, well, Ellie, plug all of your socials. Where can we find you? Where can we find your business? How do we get a hold of you? And we'll link all this stuff for you guys too. Yeah, uh, so my Instagram is leg143. My business Instagram is uh, eg social media management or MGMT. And then my TikTok is Ellie Guacamole. Um, just a play on my last name because it's Italian. It's hard to pronounce. Um, but yeah, those are the main. I mean, same thing with Facebook and my website and everything. It's all EG social media management. So you can find me there. Sounds good. And as always, you guys know where to find us. Instagram, TikTok, like, follow, subscribe. And we will chat with you guys next week. Bye. See ya. Bye. Bye. I'm off a